Bij Burger King gebeuren spannende dingen. Wat dacht je van een classic cheeseburger, chicken nugget burger of sundae voor maar 1 euro per stuk? En dat is nog niet alles. Alle King deals zijn maar 1 euro. Haal ze nu alleen bij Burger King. Good afternoon and welcome to the Royal Blue Podcast. It's me, Greg O'Keefe, and this week it's Tony and Gav. No Phil, he's on a day off, so we'll um, we'll crack on because there's plenty to discuss. We'll start with West Ham, Sunday's opponents, and um, I think the kind of the moods in the two camps will be a little bit different going into the game. Uh, West Ham on the back, two wins, and Everton, as we've uh, mentioned in a podcast that's been <laughs> described a little bit too negative by some <laughs> uh, earlier in the week, uh, Everton winless in five. Uh, that's not to say we've been beaten on you know in the last five. There have been some bright points, but I still think I've, it's fair to say that we're not playing them at the best time, are we? Because they're coming with the, with the tails up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I think they've got to run a hard games after us as well. West Ham sort of like our December as well. You know they've got like a, a, a few hard away matches. Um, yeah, I think they've won two and thrown one of the last three Premier League games. Obviously last night they had a good win against Chelsea where he played really well. Um, got Antonio playing sort of. And around the front as well, which is you know, he's cracking last season, wasn't he? But yeah. then went quiet, yeah. I mean, he changed the game at Goodison, didn't he, Antonio? Yeah. Um, so I think, um, yeah, they are a bit of a having said that, we are a bit of a bogey team for them, aren't we? I think last year's when they've gone, they've gone 18 games without getting beat, you yeah. know, counting the uh, penalties used out thing as a, as a draw. Um, but they are on it to form, they're settling into the appear, you know. Crowds from the sides into the, the the stage, the new stadium yeah. a bit better. Um, though they, they they're not really uh, showing the sort of you know the attacking flair they showed last year. They're the guys no. out results aren't they? Yeah. So what what you make of it? I I really fancy having to get results on on Sunday. Um, reason being, I think yeah they've come into form West Ham, but I think last night's game would have took a lot out of them. And he did make. I think he made two changes, Slavin Villa to the team. So none of the none of the players more than likely will be playing against at Goodison on Sunday. Yet they'll have the day rest. But I think Everton, the players in the camp, they've had a free week and they'll be chomping at the bit now to try and put things right. The run of games has been poor, but I think it's about time we get get the results, full house again on Sunday. So I think I think it's about time Everton got the three points. I mean, you would hope so. One player who there's a piece on the website today. Um, one of the journalists here has done a statistical comparison between Ross Barkley and Dimitri Payet, who obviously has been shortlisted for Ballon d'Or. And believe it or not, in almost every area, Ross comes out on top this season so far. I mean, because yeah. he is not at the best season Payet either, has he? No. Yeah. Apart from, and this might be the crucial one, creativity, assists, creating goals. And I think if, he's there for, if, you're playing, if you're playing the number 10 role or you're playing just behind the striker, that's what you're there for, isn't it? But I can say, funny enough, Ross, pass completion... Completed passes, passes into key areas. You can, yeah, but you can your pass completion. I think Jordan Henderson is one of the best in the league at it. Now the majority of Jordan Henderson's passes are sideways or back. And not being funny, you could get anyone to sit in the middle of that pitch and get the pass completion to ninety nine percent if they're passing back all the time. It's about affecting a game, and Payet does that for West Ham. Ross Barkley doesn't. That's what they're there to do. If you're a number ten, you're a number ten for a reason because the majority of number tens are fast. They haven't got the pace. They've got the brain to create a chance. Whereas, and that's why Ross and Coutinho and all these types of players, Delia, these types of players are there to create chances for the team. Now, that's the difference between Payet does that for West Ham. Ross Barkley doesn't do it for Everton. That's the main difference. Yeah, it's a fair shout. I mean, past completion and all, all statistics in football, to me, they're a bit, you know, they only tell 
a small portion of the tail, don't they? Mm. I mean, I agree with Tony. I think you'd you'd, you'd rather have Ross have a low pass completion rate, but throw in there for yeah. really good chances during the game, mm. you know. But at other times, just give the ball away where he's trying to thread the ball between two defenders mm. and it doesn't work. So I agree with you on that. Uh, maybe maybe with the opposite bit, with Ross is actually it goes back to what we were saying earlier on the week. He's just he's just playing the game, isn't it? The moment just mm. passing it to the nearest person, not affecting it. So um, I'd be looking for him to improve, but it's you know we don't want to go over all ground here and be accused of being negative again. But uh, I'd, I'd be looking for him to you know take a few more chances, is, is what we're saying. Is are we here? You know, the defeat last season to West Ham at home will have hurt the, the supporters more than most. When it's just the, the way it happens, what what will, the majority of the players will still be there that'll be playing in this game. I'd say more than half of them. What will have them players learned from last season's basically? Well, it's chalk and cheese in terms of the approach from the manager, isn't yeah. it? You know, they'll know, they'll just be playing in an entirely different football and philosophy, a different tactical setup, and they won't be, leave, hopefully, won't be leaving the back door open, you know, mm. when they're ridiculously chasing more goals when, you know, they've got a, a comfortable. We were winning last year, wasn't we? We were winning 2-0 with 10 men. And, I think we said at the time... See the game out? Yeah. There was one point, I think, in the second half where we had with 10 men, we were winning 2-0. We still had two full-backs bombing on. Mm. Um, To me, um, the worrying thing about comparing us where we are now to to last season is those goals we conceded last year against West Ham, we're still conceding them this year, aren't you know, Mm. the the crossing from wide... Not closing down the, you know the. But we the don't look like conceding three or four a game. No, you? no, we that's never a fair shout. Like but we still, we still got the, the vulnerabilities mm. we showed last year. Maybe I'll be not to the same same extent, and 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 that's the the worry for me. I mean, I think it will be. I know we're going to talk specifically about tactics later on, but it'd be interesting to see how Cumin plays it on on Sunday because we were saying on 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 early on this week yeah. that Monday. Um, He's far appears to be far more comfortable when he sets his team up to to play a tight and mm. not because he like Tottenham at home and Manchester City away. Um, whereas we not look more vulnerable, but we've had to chase the game a little bit more. Mm. Um, it'd be interesting how he plays a Sunday because West Ham mm. are not really one of the top teams, but again, mm. again, they're not really one of the you know. They yeah. say Burnley, Bournemouth, you know, <laughs> maybe throw Crystal yeah. Palace into that. Is the, the sort of in the middle? Aren't they? Yeah. It should be interesting to see how he plays it from an attitude. Perspective on, on I Sunday. think West Ham they won't fancy coming to Goodison this Sunday. Yeah, about the success last season at the Adia, but they won't fancy when they look at Everton. Obviously, we talk about stats this season. Everton at home, they don't concede many, do they? They, 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 they're very hard to break down Everton at home this season. I think it's a far cry of last season. West Ham, I'll be absolutely amazed if West Ham do anything sort of like what they did in the last half hour last season. I'll be gobsmacked because this is a different Everton. They won't be creating that many chances. I just can't see it. Even though they're on a bit of a good run and whatnot, I still can't. I still can't see it. I think Everton are tough nuts to crack along this season. I think that was one of the the main things that Ronald Koeman literally forced into this team: be hard to beat, be difficult to break down. These ta- these types of things is what it's made Everton basically in the top six this season. My one kind of cautionary note ahead of that game is that we've got two key. They've actually tend to be quite fiery contests recently, haven't they? Yeah, We've had yeah, yeah. McCarthy put one yeah. in on Payet last season, and obviously a bit of bad blood between the uh, two sets of fans mm-hmm. to a degree and stuff, certainly on social media anyway. Yeah. And then my only fear is, as Phil wrote earlier in the week, we've got 
possibly our two most influential players in Barry and Gay, both one booking away from a, a ban, with some hard games coming up. Who is it after West Ham? So, um, we've got Chelsea, haven't we? Chelsea, yeah. So, uh, my fear is at least one of them is likely to get booked. Yeah. McCarthy's out again, hmm. um, which is a whole other debate. Uh, he's clearly been, something's not gone right there with, with Ireland dragging him back. But anyway, yeah, my fear is that we're almost certainly going to be losing one of them now against Chelsea because I honestly can't see the pair of them, especially Barry, yeah. getting through 90 minutes against West Ham on Sunday without getting booked. It's going to be a competitive game, isn't it? It's it all, yeah, really competitive every game's competitive, but that, you know, that's what I mean. Off last season, they're, like a bit spiky, yeah, they're a bit yeah, spiky yeah, games yeah, with West Ham. I think that there'll be an edge to Sunday's game, won't there? Which, which is not a, not a bad thing, is it? No, early? especially yeah. for an early kick-off on a Sunday. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. they're a bit drab, a bit boring to get going. But I, I, As you said before, like, you know, if there's one thing that gets the crowds up at Goodison, if there's, if there's a bit of an edge in the few, if you're referee decisions and there's yeah. sort of opposite, opposition tackles going in and things like that. So I'd just be interested to see how, how Kieran plays it. I mean, I know we'll probably talk about forecasting as well later, but five games without a win, is it? And we're going to Chelsea. Is it? Is it a must-win game for Everton on Sunday, or is it a must-not-lose game? Must win. I think it's a must-win because of what it does for Everton this season. It's like a stepping stone. We've had a little bit of a lull, and now if you win, then it kickstarts everything. Then. You gather momentum going into Chelsea. It's fancy Evans to get a result against Chelsea away if you beat this, if you beat West Ham. If you, I would personally, if yeah. you don't, and you get another draw or you get a defeat, it's heads down going into Chelsea. It's confidence. It's a massive confidence thing as well. It, it's a stepping stone to the season. We've had, um, we'd thrown the question out on Twitter before we began recording just to uh, see if you've got any questions you'd like us to address uh, for the, uh, the the Thursday evening pod. So. What's uh, what's come back to? Hey, Rob Vera asks, any chance Holgate forces his way back into the team soon? Neither Jags or Coleman have played well of late. I agree with him about Seamus. I think, you know... Is it the no competition for Seamus? I just don't think we've seen the best of Seamus Coleman for some time now. He scored a crack and goal against Borda, don't get me wrong. He, you know, that game was almost a throwback, but it was isolated moment, really. Generally, I think he's... Dropped from whereby there was a point when he was always a seven or eight out of ten to being your sixes out mm. for me, and I think he's not going to improve in terms of his final ball into the area. And for a team that relies on fullbacks getting forward so much, admittedly not as much under Cumin, it's yeah. one or the other, which Oviedo hinted to in his interview earlier in the week. One sits, one goes. But Coleman loves to get forward, mm. and for me. His final ball isn't good enough. Gav, his, uh, Mitch basically said the same thing. He said, Murray and Holgate to come in for Coleman and Jack Yelke. Barry also being poor within the last month, as good as he limits us. I'm not so sure about Barry. I think mm. he's been reasonably effective. I'd say going back to you'd say, Gareth's been seven on ten, hasn't maybe not liked the height to last season, but I don't think he's been, uh, you, know, uh, you know, a four or five or six. Uh, so I'd certainly keep uh, Barry. Uh, Holgate, Coleman situation? Well, this is an interesting one, isn't it? Um, Coleman, I thought, was poor on on Saturday. He was. Yeah. I don't know what he was doing for the first goal, just wandering back and you know towards the goal. He sort of got caught out for the second goal as well, where he, mm. I think he was just ball watching and yeah. like you know he kept it out the Burnley fella in, and he, he was just sloppy. The couple of times he let the ball on out to play, and and I'm with, I'm with Greg on it. I, I think. It goes back to you know how you know the risk Ronald wants to take with younger players. To what I'd say about Holgate, he has actually played this season, hasn't he? Yeah, and and yeah. it's easy for the defender. Maybe 
Yeah. Why not? Why Our not? I'm the type of team to go at Everton's fullbacks because he's going to say, listen, their fullbacks are dodgy. Oviedo, Coleman's not in the best of form. Let's get out there fullbacks. I'm not, I'm not sure whether they play with natural width. I mean, yeah. like Creswell tends to bomb on, doesn't he? I think a little bit. Because, yeah. um, you know, he's got Lanzini and Pai, haven't he? And Antonio's been, yeah. you know, playing you know near the front. So I'm not sure. Uh, it's not like City say we're using the fullback to the pitch. Um, so I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying, I'm not, I'm not saying by that, you know, they will, will attack our fullbacks. Maybe it is a game to to bring him in. Um, Seamus has arguably been more uh, effectual for the public, hasn't he, than, than ever yeah. in this season? Greg, so um, Paul Dwyer basically says Evan are becoming too predictable. Um, what do you think to switching three at the back to help our attacking threat? I, I agree with him that they're predictable. And it's like what Phil said, you know, without going over old ground, Phil made a very good point on Monday, uh, on the Monday Night Review show, when he said, at the moment, Everton's threat, they start with Balassi down the right, and the left suffers, and they're very dominant, depending on what mood Balassi's in. Don't get me wrong, I think he's a great player, um, and it won't be happening on the left. So then what Koeman will do, he'll switch Balassi over, then the right will suffer. Mm. And then he's switching back, and we're very lopsided. We, we clearly were crying out for a bit of balance, uh, and which brings again without going over. Gab suggested another good point. I felt, do you try and create that width on both sides by playing three at the back and let your full backs push on? Um, do you think by I'm not a fan of three at the back at home? Yeah. Uh, you know, I, you know when when we went to. To Wayne Rooney's testimonial at Old Trafford, yeah. and it was nearly early on, and we played three at the back, admittedly away from home against United, and it was terrible. It was really poor, and I just think Cumin was going there to not get beaten, to set up, and to try and, even though it was a friendly, yeah. to try out that that uh, strategy with his players. And for me, it, it just it was stifling. To if, watch. You, if you we're going to the match two o'clock, um, so he did half twelve. The team comes in, and Everton are playing three at the back and five in midfield. What do you think the fans' view will be on that playing three at the back? Uh, oh, it's good. Depends on what the five are in the middle. That's it. Yeah, really? That's, that's it. the thing. I mean, I think somebody's asked this, haven't he? Yeah. Um, on, on on one of the questions. questions. Yeah. Um, it, it it's if you go with well, first of all, who's the three at the back? Isn't it really? Because yeah. you mentioned to put, but you could you could put Holgate in, couldn't you? See, for I'd say Jack Elka Williams and it's either Holgate or Moddy. Yeah. Say Holgate. Like Tottenham. Yeah. I'd have Holgate as the the one on the right hand side. Williams didn't play in Tottenham. Did yeah. Then it's either Williams or Jags yeah, in the middle. Yeah. Williams plays that for Wales, doesn't he? The middle. I'll have Williams one. himself yeah. on four. And then whether Jags is the right one to play the left hand side one when you want a little pace. You know, it's hard you say that Funes Mori should be the, yeah. the left hand side one. So you've got He's two quick, two younger, quicker players on either side of the, the, the back. Three. Well, who are you going to have in the, the five then, Gavin? Um, Would you have Seamus and Oviedo? Well, it's a good, I think. Because you're not. You're, as much as I don't rate Oviedo, as you know, I don't think Oviedo's fantastic going forward on the left-hand side. So I think he's... I'd have, personally, I'd have Oviedo because there's no better option for now than Lennon as a, a right-wing back. I've so you'd drop Seamus? Yeah. What would, what would you do, that? That's a good shout. Um, I'd certainly have Oviedo. Uh, I think he's actually a bit more suited to the sort of pushing up a little bit, yeah, yeah then, then sort of defensively. But he, Delivery's he not the best, though, Gav, is he? Yeah. But I'll tell you what, it's better than Seamus's. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And I think he, he's been speaking about his role this week, hasn't he, Obviously, Yeah, he's been saying, quite interesting what yeah, he's saying. Yeah. Um, but I still, you know, having to fall back a little bit more, but I still think he's probably better going forward. 
Lennon, it depends on the opposition, I think. Yeah. But Lennon, and then if you got use the three in the midfield. Well, you'd have. Well, that's a good question. That, that's the key about whether you want to make it an offensive five yeah, or exactly. a defensive five. Isn't what it? would you, you do, Gav? Depends on the opposition. I West Ham, Sunday. You've got the team sheet. I'm twelve. Pay me two hundred grand for the uh, <laughs> manager of the team, and I'll, I'll tell you. So uh, you picked your three-five-two. Well, I, 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 you'd, you'd probably go there with uh, with Barkley, uh, Guy, and, uh, and 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 Barry. Uh, I think. Oh, there's and, your three, and, and then Balassi and, and What would be your three, Greg? Well, you know, you've—I know what you mean when you you intake a breath, but you've asked them, and that's mm. the thing. It all comes down to Barkley's lack of form because the only way you can make it attacking or not attacking is swapping Barkley really for cleverly, mm. and you've just got to kind of like again harken back to what we said earlier in the week. You either persevere in the blind hope that Ross will snap into the player he once was and stop coasting through games just playing, as Gav said. And make an impact on them, or you say, which I think you said a few mm. times, you give them a proper rest of the team. I say rest; it's a bit euphemistic. Mm. You drop them, sure, yeah, but for a bit longer. Yeah, no good for one or two matches. No, as you know, we've heard Phil suggest before, and he spoke to Martinez last season quite a lot. Lesson, and <laughs> cleverly, he, he Martinez was insistent. Cleverly, he could play in a attack and three. We've not seen that as fans, and I think he, you know, you you go off your own instinct, and mm. I've certainly not seen him as a ten. But. Could he do much worse than, than Ross has done this season? Well, yeah, hear me out here. Say if we've just done the three, would you be willing to maybe even try? It's not worked for Kevin Morales or Gerard Delafeu on on the width. Would you be willing to put them in where Ross Barkley? Would you know? Is? Sorry, Gab, just quickly. Some, you know my feelings on 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 Jerry at the moment. I'm not saying I've given up on him. Full stop. I'm nearly there. I have to admit, but not yet. But there was a time last season when him and Rom. That pass from the centre, Jerry picking out Rom, worked a few times, and, and they did seem to have a bit of a rapport brewing. And Kevin um, Morales as well. I think he's at, played, at different times. I think Sunderland this season, when he got put through yeah, one-on-one. Yeah, different times. Put him yeah, through, yeah. But like I say, last season, Jerry yeah. had a good knack, of, like a really nice dissecting mm. pass to Rom. Um, but it's when he's been out wide, which is his job, basically, because yeah. I don't think he is a natural number 10, that he's stunk. So... <laughs> <laughs> Which one of them do you give the job to? Yeah, you're right. What I'm saying, it's not Ross or Cleverly. You could, as you say, try one of them. Too, I think if you play Tom Cleverly, you're playing three. That's going away, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I think away from home against Man U, City, Chelsea, yeah. all night. Yeah, great. But if you're at home and then you're playing two, Coleman and Oviedo, as well as three defensive midfielders, I think you're just asking. Well, I had Lennon, yeah, don't yeah. forget. <laughs> you had Lennon, but yeah. I think you're, even, you're inviting pressure. Yeah. Well, you're inviting it. To be fair, if you're playing like that, Delefeu, say, you're not playing 3-5-2, you're playing 3-4-3, which is quite a, quite a popular... Mm. Was he be willing to... ...in vogue formation these days yeah. uh, of playing 3-4-3, um, which, which could work. And I know what you're saying, and, and I think one of the differences with Delefeu, which he picked up on, especially with his, you know, on-field relationship with Rom is last season the success where he delivered the ball early you know them skidded sorts of centres yeah, yeah. you know yeah. like sort of in between you know just into the space in front of Rom for them to run onto and that sort of has disappeared from his yeah. Arsenal hasn't it he sort of like now sort of just wants to get to the byline or just yeah. sort of uh, scoring up and down the wing where like those early crosses as you say because he, he sort of tops the ball doesn't he yeah. it's making it skid and they were really effective last year, and that's also disappeared from his game all, yeah. all, all together. Do you know what you might have hit on something? Do you know what you said about three four three being in vogue and that? Yeah. Do you think he might actually do that? Look to do that, 
And then when you haven't got the ball, just ask maybe Balassi because he's the most physical just to drop in. Drop in a so bit, without yeah. the ball, yeah, you're back to yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, could do, yeah. There's, there's lot, you know, there's loads of variations and, and stuff on time. It's, you know, it's only sheet what you put on a sheet of paper. How you deploy it, and if the players are capable of deploying it, it's a completely yeah. different thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think he could do. I think what we're basically saying is here though is the tried and trusted four two three one four us just isn't working at the moment, is it? No, because of the three. So we need to do something different. Yeah, to get the best De- out of the players. But do you know? think because they are so, it, the defensive record is quite good this season. That's way they are. They are predictable. Eleven. They don't want to basically nullify this back four that they've got. They don't want to say for long as they can go three at the back, five midfield, and next minute there's crosses from left right and centre against West Ham. We're conceding two and three. Then question marks will be asked. Why are you changing your back four when it's been so good well, this well, season? Well, don't forget it, Tottenham. I know it was we're going early. We're going back in the summer, but it, it, that was effectively three, wasn't it? It was effectively, but I think Cumin majority of his games this season have been four at the back, haven't they? They, they, they be four at the back, and we've I think last week was the first time we conceded two goals in a match. So and I think Everton's the second best defense in the league. Still, I think yeah. Jake with Southampton, Tottenham by far the best. So if it's not broke, there's there's no need to fix it. Really, is the defense? Is it because of the lack of creation up front? Why change the defense unit because of it? Because you're at home, no, aren't you? I don't know whether the onus is well, on. So you're risking, you're risking conceding to try and win a game. Well, that's yeah. as Gav says. That's the balance you've got. Yeah. The humans got to find. I know what you're saying there, but you, you, you're playing, still playing three centre halves, aren't you? And you're still playing. But you're messing two. now with the whole, yeah, whole I, I, system. I get that's that. Been I, I get that. And, and you know, I don't qualified success. But it's the second best defence in the league, Greg. Yeah, you join with Southampton. And look at the league, you know, look at it in terms of you the rest of it, chances created, but goals enough, scored. Yeah, but we had enough of that last season when you can see them twos and threes and fours a game. But, but we're not scoring, no, they are, well, not, we are scoring. We don't want to change the whole defensive unit just so yeah, to make us create more chances. You've got to, if you keep clean sheets with Rom on the pitch, you're going to win games. Okay, so the question was that you got asked on, yeah. on Twitter was like, you know, consider 3 5 two. Yeah. What do you think then? No, I'd I'd stick with what we are, but I'd I'd play I'd play four three three. Go on then. I'd play I'd play the three defensive. I'd play cleverly, guy, and Barry. But I'd play uh, Morales, Balassi, and Lukaku. But I'd play them as a three. Don't play them as two behind or on the width. Push them right, literally touch tight with Rom. I don't think West Ham would be able to cope with a three like that. Liverpool do it to perfection. You know, three up front and they run. They, they switch left, right, and centre. So if you have Balassi or Morales or Delafeu switching every five minutes, does it? I, I think again, though, it's look swings and roundabouts. You, you can question any formation we can put there, yeah. but does that not leave us vulnerable on either fullback, there, especially when we've got Oviedo, say, and Coleman, who's not really in form? You only need to get caught up the pitch a but bit. But don't forget, if you're not in possession, you've still got them two players to drop back a bit. Who Morales and you've got three defensive midfielders. Don't forget. Three yeah. defensive midfielders. You're not. You're not playing a Barkley. You're playing cleverly, yeah. Guy and Barry. Cleverly and Guy can get about the pitch a lot, they, can't they? So Barry basically plays as an extra centre half majority of the game anyway. Just sits in front of the back four. Sweep, you've got sweeper, another defender there anyways, and you can slot in a full back either way. I think it, it's we. If we're changing anything, don't mess round with what's been basically more of a success than what not this season in the defence. Yeah. Do you agree, Gav? No. Well, my, call, my, call, no, my call says everything because I'm, I'm just trying to think of what you're saying and, and 
I suppose it boils down to us, you know, Ronald's first priority was tighten up the defence. So what you're saying, the yeah. Nelson suit and what you're saying is, that's his first priority. Why would he want at this stage of yeah. Everton career as manager tinker around with him? Yeah. But for certain games, you know, he has shown himself capable as you know, manoeuvring the team, yeah. you know, where, you know, into different positions, you know, three, five, two would work. And I, I think, I think Sunday could play in theory be, be one of them games, to be honest with you. And <laughs> um, I, I think um, definitely that, that, that we should be looking at that maybe for Sunday, but it's whether it boils down to the, you know, the Ross thing and yeah. uh, the Morales and, I was looking just just to uh, finish off something there. 63 Premier League games, Morales stayed a player when Ross played this year. Yeah. Got seven goals that between them. That, that's two, poor, that. two of them were Ross's penalties against Newcastle. That's poor. Um, that's so an open and, play. And, and, and the one was that free Ross kick. kick so and did Morales score a free kick as well? Was that neat? Ross has got, I think Morales has got four, I think, this year. Um, that's poor. That's three of your creative players. Yeah. That is absolutely so, abysmal. So that that's and it says so it shows you how well the defence is doing. Yeah. When you've got that in front of you. No, this stat this year he said. This 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 calendar this oh, calendar, calendar yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's since, even worse. It's yeah. even worse, isn't it? So Jesus. It's it's it, that points to basically what we said we said, you know, for most of this season is that phrase just not working not productive enough. Um so, you know, it needs to change, uh, for me. And you know, I I I, I think three five two get Balassi by Ron would be would be something I think could I could wear. One one player who's an absolute certainty to be on the team sheet on Sunday is Romelu Lukaku. And Will Proud asks, why do you think Rom scores against West Ham United so much? Well, Gav, you're a stat man. What's his record? <laughs> what's his records against West Ham? Well, it's uh, he scored well eight appearances. Scored in every one, hasn't he? Which is uh, some going. Isn't a club it? nobody's ever done that make eight consecutive games against the, the same opponent. Scored, uh, scored in all of them. Not know. even the great William Ralph. He did. He, he did score against eight in eight against Barry, but he missed two in that sequence. So he played. Oh. So he didn't actually. Not good enough. No, not good enough. So Rom, Rom's <laughs> Sorry, far Dixie. better. Yeah. So, yeah. so, so Rom's far better, obviously. <laughs> um, you know, some some defenses are not more naturally likely to give you an opening. Uh, the way they play, perhaps that's the case with uh, West Ham. Yeah. He scored. I mean, the one he scored. A, it was a put him through up to up to Park um, <laughs> last year because he went. He went round the keeper, didn't he? Last year, Delafay, was, I was, think that, it was. That was another day. Yeah. 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 Scored yeah. his two debut goals, didn't he? As well, yeah, yeah. yeah. Knocked just himself out, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you just get some players who are just naturally, uh, you know, just like you know the way the other team plays can suit them. And he scored a few at West Ham, and he just gone round the keeper, and yeah. yeah. Um, and but the one of course uh, you know may have scored eight but the, the most costly one was the penalty miss last year wasn't it yeah. you, you're back in the game Greg wouldn't you since yeah. last against West Ham on Sunday I sort of think it. I just think it might be coincidental you know I don't think there's anything that West Ham he just scored eight goals in yeah, consecutive matches it is, it is, the same opponent it is kind of remarkable isn't it but I mean because West Ham have changed albeit not Massively, but Change from when Ron first came yeah. and scored those two goals, yeah. there's been different managers, different personnel. So it, I don't really think you can. Maybe as Gav said, do, do you think he's just as a? I just think some players just click. It just comes to confidence. They think I've had a score against these in the past. It's in the back of their mind, and maybe they back themselves a little bit more. 
because I, I, he scores just two he has, goals. Because he builds momentum. Yeah. Bang, bang, I just bang. honestly yeah. think it could be that. I'll tell you what, one thing I did think when Gav hit us with that bombshell start about the calendar year mm. and that many goals between the three of them. Thank, I mean, looks. I will for all day moan about Ross Rom's sorry Rom's first touch, Rom's at times lack of effort, and Rom's ability to kind of just zone out the games. But thank God for them goals because without them, I don't know where Jesus. we'd be. I honestly don't know where we'd be. Well, yeah. we, we've just we've just touched upon about uh, maybe re- possibly replacing them three players that we've just spoke about: Ross and um, Delafeu and Morales. Um, Jay Hipster asks, how much is in the kitty in January and is Koeman here for the long term or are we just a stepping stone? In my opinion, I think Koeman's dreams are to manage Barcelona. And by doing that, I think he'll have to make Everton a success. He'll have to put Everton into the top four or win a trophy. So, and I'll be happy with that. If I see Everton in the top four or win a trophy, I'll be happy. So I think Koeman's long term is to manage Barcelona. I think that's it. But in the short term, to make Everton a success and by doing that he'd become the Barcelona manager that's in my opinion yeah yeah I mean what was the what was it is Koeman here for the long term is he here for the long term or are we a stepping stone I think we are a stepping stone what's, what's long term for the manager now? exactly it's, it's, it's getting well, it's, given it's two or three not, year contracts it's not Alex Ferguson is it it's well, not uh, Arsene Wenger it's, it's three years well you don't see you don't see managers getting four or yeah. five year contracts okay. anymore so, them days are gone aren't so you? If, you, if, you, if, you, um, if you go on the, the general principle of three years yeah um, yeah, yeah, of course he is. Yeah. Um, and as you say, you, the good good thing for us if, and the good thing for Ronald is, is if he wants to aspire to manage a, the biggest club in the world or one yeah. of the two or three biggest clubs in the world, then he can only get that through success at Everton, which is going to be good news for us, hasn't it, really? We've talked about this, obviously, this guy several times. Would you guys flog Ross Barkley if a decent big came in, given his lack of progression, and what price would you sell for? Me personally, I give him till the end of the season. I think you can only keep hoping and praying that he's going to be a success at Everton. You can't just drift in and out of games and in season, in season out. As as Ronald Koeman touched on in his press conference last week, it's 150 games. He's been playing in the league for four years. He's not a young lad anymore. And for Everton to become what Ronald Koeman wants them to be, a top four club or win a trophy, if that means Ross Barkley needs to be sold, so be it. Regardless of whether he's a scouser, an Evertonian, that's got nothing to do with it. It's his playing ability that he's got abundance of, but he's not showing it frequently for me. And if he's sold, if you get 40, 50 million for him, fantastic. But in my opinion, I think give him till the end of the season, and that's about it as far as I'm concerned. We're going around in circles with, with Ross. I'm, mm. I'm bored of talking about <laughs> You're not, And we're not getting 40 or 50 million for him at the moment anyway. What's the point in it? I know earlier in the week, I kind of like speculate, what, would you sell him in January? Um, I actually don't think that's a very... Well, it wouldn't happen, and I don't think it's a very wise idea anyway. Do you think what you're would... saying is, mm. sorry, sorry, just, mm. there might well be an argument come the summer, but even... I don't think Cumin would hesitate one job. No, I don't him. think he would particularly, but I, I, not in January. And um, to, to answer your next question, what would you sell him for? What would the market value dictate? Well, all right, attacking players tend to have a higher premium than defensive mm. players. We got just shy of fifty for John Stones. Um, I think Ross is what is he in the bracket of a? He's not in the Sterling. Twenty-five million, thirty million pound player. Mm. Is that is that being generous? Thirty million. Just form. There's not going to be many yeah. takers for them, yeah. is he? Really? Well, I mean, the English premium isn't there again. Um, how old is Jordan Henson when he joined Liverpool? He's quite young. 
younger, younger than Ross. Ross. Yeah, I think he's younger than Ross. Probably. I think you could probably argue for a thirty million pound player. Yeah. Though. I think. Um, would you think Koeman has have any hesitation in selling him in, in, in the summer, Gav? I think we see, we seen what he done to um, Sadio Mane last season. I think he basically tries to show the team, show the fans, show the supporters. Look, I'm bossy. Mane, I think, was frozen out the team at Southampton last season. Yeah, but it's a different reason. I don't think it's because... Which is a brilliant yeah, reason, yeah. yeah, yeah. But it, I think Koeman makes a case out of this to show who's boss. He's not He's just not interested in any other player, regardless of how good they are. He'll show who's boss, and if he needs to make a statement, he'll oh, do yeah, it. but I don't think he would have wanted... If he'd have still been at St. Mary's this season, yeah. he wouldn't have wanted to sell Mane. No, of course not. But he sold a load of other players in the between, didn't he? because he's had to, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, Answering the question, yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, I think I'll have no hesitation in selling them. To be honest with you, I think uh, I think on the basis that if it's if it's the best for all parties, like John Stones, probably. Uh, and then three that the other three we talked of as well. Yeah, yeah, Rosses is slightly different, maybe Kettle of Fish, but um, but that's the thing with Ross, isn't it? He has to improve, and like hopefully this is the last time we'll have this conversation about him yeah. because I want to see that improvement. No tactics uh, permitting on there. Uh, Definitely on on Sunday. Greg, it obviously the onus is on Ron every single week. Every single week, get us out of a hole. Get us out of a hole. Now goals have got to come in from every which way, left, right, and centre. We can't just basically keep this on Ron every single mm. week. Now, would would the would Ronald Koeman spring a surprise on Sunday? Will any Aspie in the squad, a Kone no. or a Valencia? Will any of the will, will, Phil, he, will he spring a surprise in the team? Will Phil. Phil speculated that Neil, or I think suggested that he might even see, you know, let's star Valencia. Can, s- can Valencia play on Sunday? Ah, oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think we'd be, be determined that, didn't we? I think. Is that, a, I don't think. Because he's on okay. loan. Yeah. Quite possibly. I, I wasn't sure you could, you could actually still insist on that clause, though. Isn't no, it a gentleman's I, agreement now, no, isn't it? No, it's I, not I, written in a contract, it's just like basically a verbal agreement. No, didn't, it, didn't he stop after the while I scored for Portsmouth, didn't yeah. I think? Um, which was a crucial goal at the time. Nice I, think, it, yeah. I think it, uh, I'm fairly certain that um, you can't under, under the regulations. Well, I'll defer to the stat man in which case... Uh, Would he spring a surprise? Maybe well, throw no a towel or any something no. on the bench? No. 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 So if you're Savin Village now, basically you, you know thinking, what you're going. Yeah. I know how Evan are going to yeah. play. I know the I know the squad. Yeah. I know who's injured. I know the system. Yeah, you can say that for most teams, though, can't you? I don't think you're going to. Obviously, you're not going to see. Would the you? Would you if Evan is solely reliant on the sense of on the goals coming from one? But we said, but this is what we said. This yeah. is why we've got to have to make ends meet till January, because there's no viable other option. Otherwise, it, it, Kone isn't getting a look in. Nias don't even mention it. Dowell, as Phil said it, <laughs> as Phil said earlier in the week, yeah. Dowell. Is blowing hot and cold, mostly cold, unfortunately, at the moment for the 23s. So, I, personally, because I, I, when I said earlier. Would you start a Lennon, even? I mean, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, yeah not, maybe. Can, can, just, just to finish off, yeah. I, I'm, further to our conversation on Tuesday, I was thinking about it, is, and I don't want to go through the whole Jerry Morales though, but. <laughs> I'm sick of them myself, I'm going to. Is the fact that there's so much uncertainty about their places and the fact that we hopefully have got that we will have a transfer kitty and they're probably going to be the players that are, are going to be the place first of all. How do, do you think that affects their play? That actually, oh, I know I'm going in January, so do I really need to put... And I'm not saying it, yeah. it is, but is sometimes the natural reaction to that thing actually maybe you don't give perhaps as much as what you would it's do. A good, it's a good point, Cav. I think it just shows you, it'll show you the character of a player. Yeah. Because if a manager's made, you, made his mind up on a decision that you, 
there's a good chance that you will be sold in January. Well, do you know what? Me, if I, as my character, I'd want to prove that manager wrong. I'd be wanting to pull out all the stuff. So if I was Morales and I know there's a good chance of me getting flogged in January, I'd be looking to put the best performances on as I can as possible for two reasons. One, to prove the manager wrong. And secondly, I'll get a better club than Everton. So I'd, want, I'd be wanting yeah. to do that. But yeah. I don't think you, you shouldn't be down on tools. Like, it looks to me as though them three effective players are. Yeah, and yeah, I'm not saying that they are for that reason. It's just that... I suppose you could expand it because we went through the the squad, didn't we, on mm. on 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 Tuesday? Yeah. I never, can't remember. It's one bit too bad. And we we said like, and, and a few people picked up on this on like, but there's four or five people we'd say we'd definitely be there. Yeah. So that leaves a hell of a lot of players <laughs> with a degree of uncertainty yeah. around yeah. them, doesn't it? And I'm just wondering whether that is beginning to transmit itself on the pitch in terms of. Performances. It's an interesting that... point, Gav, because we, I think we've got wins of one or two players. Well, we did the meeting with Director McGee, and he asked players who he's basically told, "You're not getting used. You're not coming anywhere near the club." Do you think Kuman may have told a boss or a Delafeu or a Morales at the start of the season, "I'm not going to be using you as much," but now he's having to rely no, on them. No. I, Hence why the performances are so no, bad. Absolutely not. I don't think he actually speaks to the players one on one very much outside the training. What from what I've gleaned, there isn't you know he's not their best mate. He's not constantly you know on the phone. He's not chirping away during meal times. He gets his message across in training through his own coaching and through Erwin's. But I think he has very limited discussions with them, and I, I wouldn't have thought so. Yeah, in, in the, and why would he say that anyway? Because he's you know he's. Speaking of role for his own match, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he said there's two. There's a good five or six players who he has told us to. Yeah, but he hasn't needed them, arguably. But the ones he he's gonna need, surely be wiser to keep that to himself, wouldn't he? Yeah. Possibly. Yeah. yeah. I, oh, well, you could have the reverse way there, asking the club. Yeah. Yeah. I just think that general, you know, I'm I'm not, you know, no position to name names, and hopefully it's not happening, but. I do think when you've got this general uncertainty at the moment around players' futures because we have got a bit of cash to spend, hopefully, in, in January, whether that's sort of transmitting itself at the moment. Do you know what, just quickly before we, we move on to uh, another aspect of the weekend, you're saying about like spring a surprise, and I know you meant in attacking personnel, but just one player, how I still cannot for the life of me figure out why they handed them a two-year contract in the summer is Darren Gibson. I, I remember when we at the did, time at the time right and I said when he was reasonably fit he was playing in friendly so yeah. he hasn't kicked the ball in anger since I, I understand that but we were willing to let him go for a free transfer right he was willing to give him that contract he was going free transfer probably would have signed for Middlesbrough someone like that come up Hull someone like that would have took him up now yet he hasn't played as much this season we know his injury record if Everton were to sell him in January how much would they get for him would you say <laughs> I don't know. I think, it's a good question. question. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. So, my argument is you get two, three million for them. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, so the, based on what is. Based on what? Based on his experience. And don't forget, when he is fit, he's a really good player, by the way. He gets an Everton team yeah, yeah, if he's fit, yeah. by the oh, way. Oh, I, well, I don't know. I, he's one of the best passers we've got. Ahead of who? Well, he's the best passer we've got at the football club. Hold on, Gareth Barry's there twice his age. Well, not twice his age. Yeah, Gareth Barry's just a different role. Darren Gibson is 
Ten times the passes that any midfielder we've got. Yeah, but he's he not as good as Gareth Barry, and they're in the same role for me. I know that's in that is defensive wise. I'll agree with you what Barry yeah. doesn't bring to the so table. You're not picking Gibson in the same team as Barry in a I, forward role. No, I'm putting him maybe alongside. We've just talked about Tom Cleverly. Yeah, you'd want to run at them too, wouldn't you? But of course you would. But if he's fit, this one yeah. can say if he's fit, and there's no better pass to the football club than him. You, you, you could four three three might be a thing where you probably you play Gibson. Barry and Guy and just play Gibson a little bit in front of them. Yeah, the but the only the only recognition yeah. I can say that he did give him the contract was to make money on him when they sold him. It was a no-brainer to sell him, for him to just give him away, was it? You're going to get some money. You're not going to give him away, are you? In January, someone's going to come in with a million or one and a half million or something. I th- I th- yeah, I think going back to uh, one of the one of the, the points of Nisa makes, I think his current injury problems didn't he get into playing for Ireland. Yeah. Did, didn't he? Do his, his ankle yeah, was a couple of years ago, and, and he's not been seen since, has mm. he? Um, I, I don't know what, what the, the future is with, with Gibson, to be honest with you. Mm. Um, but as you say, it's, it's sad because, you know, certainly like when he first came to the club, he was on a, he turned it around that season when the Elevich came mm. in and he, he was tremendous. Such a gift, such a gifted yeah, footballer, yeah. but um, just never, never done it, never justified yeah. uh, no. even the, the measly fee we paid for him, sadly, but you never know, never say never. Um, it's obviously the game that is gonna. It's been chosen because it's nearest to mark the anniversary of, of Howard Kendall's passing. Um, you know, still doesn't feel like a year. Uh, I know it's it's actually been a bit more than a year now, but it's that's the game. It's it's gonna be a strange one, isn't it? We've got um, you know the a lot of the fan groups have have uh, asked the club to officially mark the game. I'm sure they would have, but the you know the the concept of um, of Minutes applause is back on back mm. on the agenda. Um, I mean, look, Howard, we all love him. Great, great man. The greatest manager the club's ever had. Uh, I'm all for honouring honouring him in every way. And if the fans feel that it's that's by a minute's applause, I think it's the best way. Um, what are we think kind of because this specific I, uh, tribute involves a few minutes, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. I think I'm all for. Paying your respect to your ex-players, your ex-managers, I'm all for that, don't get me wrong. But it happens before the game, and if it's obviously in the fourth minute or whatnot, rounds of applause for Howard, and that's great, so well undone. I just think it's, I don't know, there's something inside me that just, the four, four different time slots during the match, it Is just it doesn't, I think it's four different time yeah, slots during the game. Came. I don't side with it, me personally, I think. Don't forget, I think Howard, Howard Kendall himself, he wouldn't want that. I, I think he personally has won Everton to win the game more than most. Get the game and get the fans behind the team and win the match. I think the four different time slots behind the behind the um, in in the crowds. It doesn't side with me. Pay your respects. Rounds of applause before the game. What not? Great manager, great player, greatest of all time as far as I'm concerned. Obviously, as as an Everton manager, pay your respect there. And then that's it as far as I'm concerned. There's a game of football to win, and that's what I would kind of want more than anything. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I agree with all of that. I'm just. Uh... I'll extend that a little bit further, maybe. I'm I'm just slightly uncomfortable with this whole thing about random minutes, applause at mm. certain key minutes for whatever reason. However, noble to own football games, it it is maybe social media driven. It's, it's this thing now where going to the game has suddenly become not not going to the game. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, a, yeah. it's a it's a to other things that are going on. Yeah. and people pay money to to go to match. And I'd rather people turn around and say, let's get behind the team on Sunday. We've not won for five games. Yeah. You know, rather than sort of, we should, we should be doing this. So, you know, they're obviously, you know, I 
agree with their right to say that. I, I, the whole minutes thing to me has just got completely, you know, out of hand. Never happened yeah. like fifteen years ago, ten years ago, no, does it? I think it's like with anything. When it starts for a while, it's effective and it's yeah. remarkable. And then after a while, a passage of time, and I think especially with this in football, it loses its effect, doesn't it? Yeah. And there's been a lot lately in all different Premier League clubs you know, and football league clubs. Exactly. And I just think it's kind I, of losing its I think its to do it before power. the match, when the, before the players come out, everyone can see, the families can see, everyone can see, you paid your respects, that's it, before the game. It's a game of football, people mm. tend to forget. Yeah. You come in, you watch a game of football and you go home. It's yeah. not a theatre. It's not. It, it's you don't do anything like that again. But but if Everton should seek for arguments, you've seen teams. I heard one mention like on the eighty fourth minute because we won the league in eighty four. If Everton are getting beat three 0 in the eighty fourth minute, after the ground to be down, can't you know? <laughs> I think at its best, it's organic. If you remember when the Newcastle supporters did it for the, the two fans who died and on the plane going to watch them pre season, it was something very much fan led, and they organised it. And it was it was commendable. It was yeah, great, yeah, yeah. and it was happening. And as I say, it was organic. It was just happening. Yeah. The club didn't have anything to do with it. Now, in fairness, this is what the Everton fan site have tried to do for this Sunday. Mm. It's, it is organic, but I I just and I feel full credit for them for trying to honour such a man as Howard in in whatever way they can think of. And so I'm not I'm not knocking that. Yeah. I just kind of agree with you both. I'm yeah. taking a look. I was saying then. Is when it, does it, it becoming a distraction? It is. It is. It is. Yeah, it is when it does it stop? It's, it's, it's this. Well, Howard is the ultimate. So, I, you know, if you can do it for anyone, do it for him. Yeah, but no, I mean, like, when does it stop? Like, if a player, ex player passes away next week, he was number, I don't know, 25. Yeah. Uh, oh, so he's in the 25th minute. It, you yeah. can't do it every week. Yeah. Obviously, Howard Kendall, that's, he's the top notch, and that's, as far as, as I'm concerned, yeah. But before the game, win the game of football, and then what? Dedicate that win for Howard Kendall. That'll be more than. A round of applause in the fourth minute, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I was, was going to say, like, there's a few players with squad number 99 now, isn't it? No, but it, it's just part of why I think this, this stage management of football games mm. that encompasses everything from players taking the kids around to the final day of the season to playing music after games and sort of minute silences yeah. for things with only like a tenuous link to football. You know, it's a, the whole thing around that, going back to what you're saying, Tony, yeah. it should be about a football game and going to watch yeah. it and cheering your team on. and moaning and groaning and doing what you want to on the game not involving loads of other things from yeah, the outside trying yeah, to yeah, yeah. For, for want of a better phrase gagging in on the yeah, action yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, you know yeah, totally it's about going to the game i fully you know agree with anybody's right to put the suggestions in, uh, in however noble but to me we're losing sight of that in football it's 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 about a game of football and we should be totally um you know you know totally behind the team not not anything else during the game, and I just don't I just don't like the the, the ninety minutes applause. Mm. It's just gone gone completely out of. Everyone's got their own take on it, and, yeah. you know, and everyone's you know entirely you know don't doesn't have to if they don't want to yeah. applause, but then if they do feel that they want to remember how it in that way during the game, then why not? Yeah, yeah, it, it, I agree, but it, I. That, that's fine. I mean, I think West Ham's a good game to uh, to have because Howard was youngest uh, FA Cup final player was against West Ham. Yeah. Scored his first Everton goal against West Ham. Played his final Everton game against West Ham, and we got the the, the championship trophy in '85 against West well, Ham. So, right, so yeah. it's a, like a nice. Yeah. Like, and also yeah. Bobby Moore's five hundred league appearance to Goodison in '72, and Howard was the Everton captain. Give him like a silver salver on on the pitch before Isn't the yeah. game, like so. 
so he's got a lot of connections with West Ham, so it's yeah. a nice, nice, nice game yeah, to have. Yeah. But as you say, so that should be done before, before the game the match, yeah. as soon as the referee blows the whistle. To ninety minutes, it should be totally yeah. behind. But you know what they could do? They could just have a kit with, you know, something on it to commemorate Howard just for that yeah, game. Yeah. Maybe I don't know, just his initials on the back or something. I don't Possibly. know. Yeah. Possibly. But, um, but more than more, more than most, win the game for him. Yeah, I win the that, game. That, that's what I mean. But I just don't think you can knock fan groups for trying. No, something. no, 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 no. I can't. But not that we are. I'm not no, saying no, that. No, no, no. And I, I, I agree, but I, I just don't. The general con. Not to talk about this Sunday in, in specifically, but just generally this whole this whole thing. Mm. But what I would say, it'll be interesting that it's stops if somebody conceded a goal purely because of lost concentration because uh, yeah. did that happened at Anfield didn't it with uh, Jamie Carragher I think in 2007 where they put the you know the, the fire evacuation thing yeah. when went on just before our time and Carragher lost concentration and Robbie Keane nicked in yeah. and, and, and scored and I think they changed the times then because, because players are conscious of what goes on oh, yeah, on the pitch and I think there is a risk isn't it that all of a sudden, the crowd starts applauding, and you just switch off the second yeah. game football. Another example of that, Gab, is when Liverpool. It was funny enough, it was a Liverpool game at home a couple of seasons ago when the players, um, the fans, walked out the ground in protest of the ticket prices. They were playing Sunderland. They were oh, two 0 yeah. yeah. with five minutes to go, and he said, "Everyone's." I think it was ten minutes to go, something like that. The fans were walking out. As they walked out, Sunderland scored two goals. Because yeah. the, the 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 players just. So it, it, so it does influence, yeah, yeah, it does, and, and I think that that's also the danger. Um, I say I'm fully agree if anybody wants to do it, but it's just not not my bag. I'm afraid. I mean, predictions time for Sunday. I think Everton will win. I think they win well on on AM Sunday. They, they come back to form, and I can see a three-one win for Everton. Scott. Uh, I'd like to share Tony's optimism. Yeah. I'm going to go with my. We're uh, being positive this week. Positive, being <laughs> positive. Um, one all. Okay, yeah, I I think Everton will win purely as Tony said because I think West Brom, West Brom, West Ham have had um, had that extra exertion in the week and hopefully our energy levels will be a bit too much for them. Um, I think we'll win two one. Two one. So hopefully, yeah. I mean, the important thing we've all agreed it pretty much is a must win game. Oh, definitely. Just getting the points in the bag before a difficult game away at Stamford Bridge with them as well in a little bit of form in the league. So, yeah. uh, fingers crossed. Thanks very much for listening anyway and we'll be back with you on Monday for the Monday Night Review show and later on next week. Thanks again.